What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. You're listening to TMZ Movie Crashers. Welcome back to TMZ's Movie Crashers. I'm your host, Fabian Garcia from TMZ. I'm your host, Paige Cotton from 2Fab. Lots of movie news this week. Uh, We will quickly go through what we're not going to discuss at length today, including the fact that Joseph Gordon-Lovett and Taylor Page have been cast in the new Beverly Hills Cop movie. It should be called Beverly Hills Cop 4. Instead, it's being called Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley. Uh, which people have problems with. Uh, That's being released on Netflix, unfortunately. Uh, We're not going to get into that. Um, There's a new Fletch movie with John Hamm. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that, the old Chevy Chase movie, Fletch. It's from 85. It's a classic Chevy Chase film. Now John Hamm is taking on the, it's a huge, it's a famous role, funny role. And if you watch the trailer, it's sort of funny. I don't know if John Hamm really captures the Fletch, to be honest with you, but there's that. Um, there's also the fact that Ezra Miller is trying to course correct. He, they met with, uh, some Warner executives last week to talk about the flash, to talk about all these crazy headlines that have been coming out about them and allegedly doing all these wild things. And supposedly Ezra Miller is going to get on the right path, going to get treatment and really does not want the flash to be nixed or anything like that. They're more upset, just real quick, they're more upset that the film was possibly going to get canceled rather than what people think. Correct. The story, Which a lot of people weren't okay with. The story noted (laughs) that Ezra is apparently more concerned, like you say, about the movie potentially getting canceled entirely than the actual alleged wrongdoing that they're doing out there. So... Which is weird. Yeah. Aquaman 2 has been pushed back mm-hmm. yet again to Christmas of next year. So Shazam for the gods has been pushed as well. That's right. And that leads to the speculation that maybe Amber Heard's role is being reworked again. Who knows what's going on there? Um, and we actually just did um, a story right now on the website. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Um, Charlie Dean, who is a South, um, uh, South African actress. Um, she's in this mo- new movie called The Triangle of Sadness with Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. It actually won top honors at Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival. And it's about it's a movie about like a cruise ship and their inhabitants and, and passengers uh, in a shipwreck and they get washed ashore. It kind of looks like a really dark comedy. Yeah. She's the lead in that. She's a young woman. She's like a model and actress, super beautiful. She's 32 years old. She just passed. Oh Sud- we, we literally just broke that story on TMZ what right happened? now. Uh, sudden illness. Her rep tells us sudden illness. We don't know exactly what the illness Jeez. was, but she passed away. She was literally at Cannes with Woody and the whole cast in May, That's and she was and she was horrible. an up and up and coming star. She she was on the CW as well for Black, um, I believe, uh, Black Lightning is the oh show. My God, yeah. So she just suddenly passed away. That's super crazy. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that stuff at length. Uh, rest in peace to her, obviously. Yeah. Where we are going to start today, though, is with the big motion picture. We have got to talk about this Olivia Wilde, Shia LaBeouf, don't worry, darling drama that continues to to brew and to fester. Yeah. It's insane. So I'll quickly just kind of lay out what's going on here. So Olivia Wilde uh, graced the cover of Variety, I think last week. Mm-hmm. She did have this big profile piece yeah. with them talking about the movie, talking about all sorts of things, but mostly the movie, Don't Worry, Darling, coming out in September. Um, and she uh, she talked about Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf was originally cast to play the lead, Jack, mm-hmm. uh, was eventually replaced with Harry Styles, her current boyfriend, and Harry Styles is the co-lead with Florence Pugh. Yes. 
Olivia Wilde was asked about why Shiloh was replaced, and she seemingly confirmed that he was, in fact, fired by her. At least that was that was the reporting back then, because Variety reported that, you know, Shia had been fired and replaced by Harry Styles. Um, and she basically said, she basically said, she confirmed that. She said, yeah, I mean, we replaced them for these reasons. Can you read his, yeah, her quote read as to quote. why exactly she says they replaced Shia? So she said, I say this as someone who is such an admirer of his work. His process was not conducive to the ethos that I demand in my productions. He has a process that, in some ways, seems to require a combative energy. I don't mm. personally believe that is conducive to the best performances. I believe that creating a safe, trusting environment is the best way to get people to do their best work. Ultimately, my responsibility is to the production and to the cast to protect them. That was my job. Yeah, so basically, and then if you read that full article on Variety, they note Shia was fired. Yes. That's what they're saying. Olivia did not push back on that at all. If anything, no. with that quote, she seemingly confirmed it and said, Here's yes, why. I did fire him. Here's why. Yeah. Supposedly, he has some kind of combative uh, acting style or yeah. method or whatever, and that it wasn't safe, supposedly. That's kind of the vibe she was putting off, that it wasn't safe. Yeah. I had to protect my cast. Seemingly, based on that, it sounds like she's talking about Florence Pugh, like I had to protect Florence. And here's the thing. The new news is that Shia LaBeouf has come out publicly, pushed back against that narrative, said it's false. He told Variety, I did not get fired from Olivia Wilde's production. Don't worry, darling. I quit that job voluntarily because he cited a, a lack of rehearsal time with mm -hmm. the actors. He said that we weren't able to rehearse enough. I felt like I wasn't getting enough preparation for that role. Um, and not only that, but he, Variety notes that he pulled out a bunch of texts and uh, emails, basically receipts, between himself and Olivia Wilde. And one of the emails, I believe, I think two of them actually were sent right after the Variety profile yes. came out. So he was like immediately like, let me tell you why this is Yeah, this he wrong. basically yeah. he emailed Olivia Wilde right after that story dropped. Yeah. And it, it's a long email. We're not even going to get into all no. of it. But basically he says, hey, Olivia, I hope you're doing well. I just want to let you know that I'm kind of bummed by the fact that you claimed that I had been fired from this movie when we both know the truth, which yeah. is that I walked away on my own. I quit basically voluntarily because things just weren't working out. And not only that, but I have tech, text messages and emails between both of us back then, like two years ago about this point, basically confirming that. Yeah. And he describes one video that he says that she sent him at the time, basically begging him to stay on the movie, trying to get him to stay on the like movie. A couple days after he said he was leaving. Yes. So, so he'd already said, I'm done. And then she sent this So here's video. the thing. That video, that mm -hmm. video that Shia describes of Variety leaked online. How it leaked? Who leaked? Who knows? I don't know where it came from. Probably Shia, I'm guessing. That video of Olivia Wilde sending a, a message to Shia leaked online. And I got to say, it speaks for itself. Let's actually watch that clip real quick. Shia. Shia, Shia. I just went riding sweaty but I wanted to reach out because I feel like I'm not ready to give up on this yet and I too am heartbroken and I want to figure this out and you know I think this might be a bit of a wake-up call for Miss Flo and I want to know if you're open to giving this a shot with me with us if she really commits if she really puts her her mind and heart into it at this point and if you guys can make peace, and I respect your point of view, I respect hers, but if you guys can do it, what do you think? Is there hope? Is there hope? Will you let me know? Okay, bye. So there it is. There's Olivia Wilde. This is the video that Shia claims she sent him at the time when he was leaving that production. Mm -hmm. 
And I got to say, it, it appears to frankly just confirm exactly what he's saying, that yep. I quit. I didn't get fired. You were actually begging me to stay on the production. You were sit, trying to find a way to, so we could work it out. And it's it, I got to be honest, this is damning. This is yep. damning for Olivia Wilde. It looks terrible. Where do you land on it? I mean, that's I, I, I don't I'm, lo- I'm at a loss for words, frankly. I mean, as this whole drama has unfolded, mm-hmm. I'm like becoming less and less liking Olivia less and less and believing her less and, and less believing her less and less yes. like I'm just like it's just you use the word shady previously and I think it's becoming she's really being shady here yeah um the video I had mentioned this to you really and even just hearing it again really pisses me off in many mm. ways first of all see she essentially threw flow under the bus she did and the way she spoke about Florence really bothered me. You know, calling her Miss Flo. Like, first of all, I don't know if Florence likes to be called that. I know she likes to be called Flo, but I don't right. know. The, the way she described her is almost it's like... It's condescending. Like, yes, like she's like a little girl almost. Mm. Um, the whole thing that um, she needs a, a wake-up call yeah. if she really commits. Okay, anyone that has seen Florence Pugh act... By the way, Oscar-nominated nominee, 100%. actress Florence Pugh. Yes. Have you seen her in anything? She commits to everything. 100%. So that's just bullshit, okay? Yeah. And then the most disgusting... And I, I've used this... <laughs> I'm going to use this word several times. The most disgusting thing about it is that the fact that Olivia sent the video at all, essentially begging Shia, who has been accused of abuse, to yeah. come back to the film, right. despite the fact that Flo was allegedly uncomfortable with him or they didn't get along together. Right, there, there was, some, some, there there was some something tension. going on. There was something going right. on. We don't know what it is. By the right. way, make that clear. We do not know what it is. They didn't really specify, but there was a, there was allusions to tension between them that right. something, maybe their acting styles didn't, or something. something. That or maybe Florence Pugh was just uncomfortable with the fact that Shia had been, was working exactly. on there. Because at, at the time, we should mention, he was hired for this movie sometime in 2020, right? And they started production in 2020 as well. That around that time is when Shia LaBeouf was publicly accused by FKA Twigs of some yeah. horrible things, sexual battery, all this sorts of stuff. He had he had denied that some of that stuff at the time. Now he seems to kind of be copping to it. We'll talk about that in a second. But all of this was happening at the time when yeah. he was being publicly accused, publicly being labeled as an alleged abuser, et cetera. And that was happening at the same time when he was working on Don't Worry Darling. It's very possible that Florence Pugh was was just from that alone was like, hey, like, I'm not going to work with him I can't anymore. work with him anymore yeah. kind of thing. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it was something else. But and, go on. And also, I mean, ultimately, what she said in the video kind of directly contradicts the, the statement that she said to Variety. Yes, it does. Because if Florence, there was some, some some sort of discomfort on her level, it seems like, right? So she's talking about making a safe environment and, you know, wanting protecting everyone to be actors. protecting the actors. Yet here you are encouraging this man who is, you know, allegedly combative right. and, and um, not getting along with your, uh, making your, not getting along in, in uh, with your lead making, star. making your lead star uncomfortable yeah. and you're begging him to stay on. Yeah, you're so not protecting your actors. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. If, especially if you look at it from Florence Pugh's exactly. uh, point of view. And granted, she has not spoken on this herself. A lot. This is all speculation on yes. our end, but let's just run with it here. If Florence Pugh was in fact uncomfortable with Shia LaBeouf for whatever reason and didn't feel safe or whatever, yeah. here's this video of Olivia Wilde, the director, right? Literally begging Shia LaBeouf and trying to sending these overtures. Say, hey, can we work it out, please? Like, just let me know. I really want to keep you on. That's a bad look. Especially because publicly she's all like, oh my God, Florence is amazing. Oh, Florence this, Florence that. Yes. She's, even in the variety profile, she's awesome. Keeping I the her praise. The role, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bitch. 
Yes. Yes. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest. I agree. Sorry, and like, not to be bitch, but no, like, it's true. On. It's and I got to be honest. Olivia Wilde. The, the longer this saga drags out, and it is dragging out a lot. Remember, yes. we we previously spoke about this movie where Florence Pugh and Olivia were pe- allegedly beefing or yeah. supposedly beefing because Florence Pugh would not acknowledge her at all or this movie at all on social media. She Florence has since posted a promo for it, but that's about it. I got to say, there is something when there's smoke, there's fire. There's a hell of a lot of smoke here. And I believe there's a huge fire. There's something. The film's coming out soon. It, it, the film is coming out soon. The Shia LaBeouf thing. There's a, that's a new element on top of what was going on between Olivia and we'll Harry and, and, the, and the friction between them and, and Florence. So I got to say, Olivia Wilde looks awful. So bad. The more this goes on, it looks awful. Florence Pugh has apparently decided, reportedly decided that she is not no longer going to be doing press about this movie outside of Venice because they're going to be screening this movie at Venice very soon yeah. in the coming weeks. And she'll talk about it then. We'll see. I'm very curious to see what she gets asked and what she actually says about it and the body language between her and Livy because I got to be honest, this this rift is real. It's real. Yeah. And with Shia LaBeouf now publicly speaking out and defending himself, um, it's it's a drama. And I got to say, you know, despite Shia LaBeouf's flaws, because he's a flawed human being, there's no doubt about that. And he has, yeah. he has allegedly done some terrible things and apparently even copped to doing some terrible things. He has said it through himself. Yeah. Despite that, Olivia Wilde, I, in this specific situation, looks like the bad guy. Shia brought out the receipts. Again, he not brought the receipts. Him, but in this sense, in this, in this situation, he brought up the receipts. Yes, he, he was, did. And he like, and, and that video, again, so it's, damning. It's so damning. I just don't know why Olivia Wilde is apparently, I got to say it, she's apparently lying. She appears to be lying through her teeth and trying to make this movie and everything look all kumbaya and cozy and really trying to like, prop herself up as this like you know like I'm a I'm a fighter for women I'm a I'm a fighter for the like, you know what I mean like just like this really uh, no you are no. yeah if anything is, it appears to be the opposite the writing's on the wall here yes and let's let's quickly pivot to Shia LaBeouf real quick because he's in the news as well sort of in in conjunction with this but sort of separately from this yes. Shia LaBeouf is on is trying to do a comeback right now he is on a redemption tour he's been doing a lot of interviews lately talking about basically asking for forgiveness for mm-hmm. the things that he has done. He has noted, and without getting specific about certain claims, what FKA Twigs has accused him of, sexual battery, things like that, and allegedly giving her uh, some kind of STD, knowingly, things like that. He has copped to some of it, not all of it. He has sort of generally said uh, in an interview with uh, John Bernthal in his podcast, Real Ones, he basically said, I wronged that woman. He didn't name her. But he basically talked about that. How he, he hit rock bottom in 2020 when all these accusations were coming out. And he finally had to kind of look himself in the mirror. He said he almost contemplated suicide. He was contemplating he suicide. He had a gun in his hand. Yeah. He was at rock bottom. And Shia LaBeouf has been in and out of rehab for mm-hmm. alcoholism and all sorts of things over the years. Yeah. But in this moment, Shia LaBeouf says, this is when I finally had to get real and say, what is the problem with me? What is going on? Yeah. Why are all these things happening, right? And it seems like he had a real come to Jesus kind of moment or whatever. Yeah. And if that's in fact the case, I want to say this. I like Shia LaBeouf. I think he's, as far as an acting, he's a great actor in my mm-hmm. opinion. And like some roles are misses, others are, are more impressive to me as far as his dramatic chops, but he's got chops. I, I've seen it over the years. He's got chops. Yeah. His movie Honey Boy was really good, even though supposedly that's now a fraud yeah. because Shia himself has said <laughs> that movie was not even true. Like painting his dad as like this like I abuser. Was, like, so upset over that. I was like, are you yeah, serious? because it was like, a really it's, that's it, like the main point. It's like an autobiographical movie. Yeah. And he made his dad seem like a monster in that movie. He played his own dad in the movie. I know. And now he's coming out and saying, I did wrong by my dad. My dad was not that guy. He I was don't loving but lovable. Right. So. I got Shia LaBeouf is going through it right now. He's and he's in this new um, he's in this new movie with like with the help of Mel Gibson apparently, which is kind of a bad look too. But whatever, I'm not going to get into all that. But he's yeah. playing this uh, 
He's in this new movie where he's playing a priest and he really went through a process in playing that priest and going to like missionaries and lear learning yeah. Latin and things like that. So I just want to say if Shia LaBeouf is trying to make a comeback and is actually remorseful for the things that he's done and is trying to be a better person, I'm all for that. Okay. I'm all for forgiveness. Like anybody, like even all the, even the worst of the, well, maybe not the worst of the Me Too people because like some things are unforgivable. Like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, like some things are unforgivable. But yeah. even the people that have been accusing Me Too and have, and with lots of accusers or whatever, if they come out and they're genuinely remorseful and they're apologetic, like is, is are some people, is, is Shia LaBeouf deserving of redemption in my opinion? Is he reserving, is he deserving of forgiveness? In my opinion, yes. He is, especially for the things that he's not the, he's not at the top of the Me Too list by far. He's somewhere on there, right? Maybe in the middle, maybe on the lower end, but I, th I see the genuine attempt to do right. I, I see that now. At least that's what I'm perceiving is he seems genuine, whether he's actually being genuine or not, who knows? You never really know, but where do you land on that? Like, is he deserving of this redemption? Because I gotta be honest, there's so much vitriol aimed at Shia LaBeouf right now. You lock, you hop on Twitter, people are like, oh my God, why are you giving this monster a platform and this abuser a platform? Like, why are we even entertaining anything Shia LaBeouf says? And I see this vitriol and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? This is what's wrong with society right now. The fact that nobody is just open, like, okay, we hear you. You can, you can, you can get, become a good person again. Why are we closing the door on people and shutting them out for good? We should not be doing that with Shia LaBeouf, in my opinion. Where, where are you on that? I mean, okay. So I am a little torn because okay. I really like, as you mentioned, I've, I like Shia LaBeouf as yeah. an actor. I think mm -hmm. he's great. I was, I think, especially Honey Boy was probably the, one of the best roles I've seen him in. Did you see the Peanut Butter Falcon, by the way? No, I wanted to. Though really good movie. Really good. It's a yes. really good movie. Um, with Dakota Johnson, I yeah. that was yeah. that was really good. Um, and. Even even with that, sorry, not to interrupt, but that with yeah. that Netflix movie that came out um, in twenty twenty one or maybe last year. Oh, Pieces of a Woman. Yes, he was fantastic in yeah, that too. Yeah, they took him like totally off the market. Uh, the, the the press, press tour. tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was good in that. So he's done some good yeah. movies. Go on, just continue, please. Okay, so aside from people like Harvey Weinstein and mm -hmm. that degree of yeah, the upper echelon. Upper, yes, yes, that degree. I think that all of these people that have been accused of horrible things um, deserve a chance to have a comeback, okay? Mm -hmm. And I've mentioned this before that I think a lot of the time has to do with a lot of it. People need, I think people need enough time, like they say time heals all wounds, okay? Mm. FK Twigs filed her lawsuit in December, 2020. It hasn't even been two years. I think it's a lot. And I don't think it's resolved yet either. No. I think it's still ongoing. I don't think it is either. So I think, I think it might be a little too soon for people to, in Hollywood to like welcome him back. I, I but why do, though? Is, I that, do is, think, is it just like so, an arbitrary time frame that you're setting no, on things? No, I think or? it's because the degree of what he's been accused of, it's uh -huh. not something like James Franco. Like it's not just like, it's like not that this isn't a, a, um, a crime that needs to be taken seriously, but like sexual harassment or something like that. It's much worse than that. These is it allegations. Though? Let's actually get quickly real specific about, I'm going to quickly get specific about what the allegations are. Against Shia um, it's the fact. Relentless abuse, including sexual bat battery, but, assault, but, infliction of emotional distress. But what does that mean though? Like, is she claiming that he raped her? That's not what she's claiming. It, sounds, then, it sounds like what it is, is here's what I think is what FK is, is accusing him of being super controlling and possessive and kind of crazy. And like, and that she mentions that in her lawsuit and he was like stalking her and this and that. And like always asking who, who are you texting? What's going on? Mm -hmm. So there's that they were, ha they were together as a couple, they were having sex yeah. as a couple. And it sounds like what it is, is that he did not tell her he had STDs or whatever. Yeah, right. That was also in there, yeah. Exactly. So, he, so that's what it is. It's not like and he assault. like assault like a hitter or something or um, it said i don't know the lawsuit said assault i'm not sure if it was physical so that's what i'm saying so it's, it's a little murky still, as to what exactly it is you know I what just, i mean i think that 
I don't know. I feel like these degrees of allegations, whether or not, you know, I'm believing the victim in this situation, but in most situations. But I think that I do like that he's opening, that he's um, owning up to his faults. I think that obviously that's the first step. But I mentioned this to you earlier. I think that he needs to mention her by name. I don't know if there's a legal thing in there. I don't know. Maybe there is. I don't know. Because he's like, I hurt that woman. I effed up. I shouldn't have done this. But then he said like, she saved me. Like she called her, he called her um, his savior and stuff like that. So it's like, if you're crediting her and you want to like, you know, right these wrongs, kept talking about, I I need to make amends. I need to do this for the rest of my life. I'm going to make amends and make things right i'm gonna be patient Mm. all of that's great i'm glad that he's taking accountability for what he's done but i think that maybe he should wait another year give Mm. people more time to heal especially now because he's you know in the news with the whole don't worry darling stuff people are immediately going to go into defense mode like what why are we why are we even giving a platform why are we doing this why are we doing that i think that so it's just a time thing then because like to me it's like i I think it's the degree of what he's been accused of and 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 time so I think it needs to be like if it was something like a lesser he's, allegations or something not as you know disturbing. I think that maybe like now would be okay. I understand what you're saying. Does that make sense? It does. But to me, I got to be honest that that sort of logic is arbitrary to me. It's like oh, like the degree it should correlate to the time, but who who decides the time? You know what I mean? It's, it's arbitrary. Just, this is just like what I. Of course, this is how I, think, I, I of understand. Course. I get that. And but, I do think he. Should, but I I think unless it's like a legal thing, I think he she should like mention her by name. Be like because he's always denied the allegations, denied the allegations. He did. He but was now, denying them. Even in like the front. letter to Olivia, he was like, "Oh, what I did to FKA, da 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 da." Right. But like it's why didn't why in the interview with John Bernthal, he's talking about all this stuff. Why didn't he say like, um, I hurt FKA Twigs. I did this to her. Yeah. Like, why I mean, I agree. If it's not if it's not a legal thing, and he his lawyers are telling him not to name her that's one thing but if it's not a legal thing then yeah I agree he probably should name like, her like I want him to be like I'm sorry right look just right straight the, up yeah look in the camera and be like I'm sorry FK Twix 100% that I would think, that would go a long way I think in yeah. my opinion because he you're right he's doing a, he's saying a lot without maybe saying the really meaningful part yeah and I listened I mean? to a good amount of a decent amount of the not a it's a two-hour podcast so I yeah, listened yeah. to a, a decent amount of so it did I. and um you know he says a lot of going circles and ego death and yeah. like a lot of this mumbo jumbo and it's yeah. like what are you saying true he um, speaks in riddles a yes, lot. and so I'm like, I know when I was trying to write it, I'm like, what are you saying? But right. I do think, like, I'm, I will admit, I think that he is taking the steps to redemption, right? Which I think is, and like maybe he's taking some side steps along the way here yes. and there. But I, so that's I guess you got to start somewhere. I agree, and, and like, I, yeah. So maybe for you, because for you, maybe needs a little bit more time. But you're not, I, I you're not close to the idea that he could potentially just be redeemed. No, he, I think that he has a chance to be able to. Okay, great. Yeah. So we'll leave that there. Yeah. We will. That's a good conversation. Uh, that was we great. will. It was. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. We are going to go ahead and move on to our next segment, though, which is the Hollywood Hoedown. Much lighter topic. Yes, Hollywood Hoedown. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Um, This one is going to be short and sweet. This is Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, and the full trailer for this biopic of him playing Weird, Weird Al. Weird Al Yankovic story. Exactly. <laughs> that The full trailer just got released this week. 
Uh, and it is something. Uh, we're going to play just a, a brief section of it. Let's actually just hop right into it. Here's a brief few minute, few seconds from the trailer from that movie. Let's let's hear it now. I'm tired of people thinking I'm some kind of joke. Your dad and I agreed it will be best if you just stop being who you are and doing the things you love. My whole life, all I wanted. I'm afraid we found your son at a polka party. Just to make up new words to a song that already exists. Oh, well, you should do that then. Who my little hungry one? Hungry one, open up a package of my banana. So there it is, uh, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe going full Weird Al uh, in a very weird trailer. Kind yeah. of a, it's so basically. Let, we should kind of explain. People don't know Weird Al Yankovic is a famous. A song parody writer and singer. That's yeah. that's his shtick essentially. He's mm -hmm. a, he's a comedian and stuff. But he basically got famous in the '80s and in the '90s as well for making these like goofy songs off of already famous songs yeah. like My Sharona, My Bologna. He did he did Eat It for Beat It. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. He did even another Michael Jackson song like Bad. He did Fat. Like I'm fat. I'm fat. There's a whole video for it. It's funny. Weird Al has he's famous for that. These yeah. the parody songs. They're like the ultimate parody. And now people love him. They do. And yeah. now Daniel Radcliffe is playing him in a, a sort of a biopic. And at first, when when Daniel Radcliffe was cast, I was rolling my eyes. I thought I died because my eyes rolled back so far. Like I was like, wait, what? Daniel Radcliffe, who's like five six, five seven, who's tiny, frankly. What? He's 5'5"? Five five? My God, that's even worse. So I was like, why is this tiny guy who really looks nothing like Weird Al at all? And, and once, once the first look started coming out of, of him in costume and makeup, I was like, this looks awful. Yeah. Now I understand this, this Weird Al movie is a parody of, it's a, of biopics. biopics. Yes. So, it, so it, it leans fully into the spirit of Weird Al because Weird Al already does parodies yeah. himself of songs. Now this movie is a parody of biopics. It's not taking itself seriously. So like one thing that I actually didn't know, so Weird Al um, abstains from um, alcohol and profanity and drugs and all that. Wow, I didn't so know that's, that. Yes, okay. and, and so that's what's so crazy about when he's like in the trailer, um, well, um, Radcliffe's Weird Al is like drinking and getting into drugs, like the whole like, you know, they, they do in like biopics and yeah. it's totally like, the it's, it's the cliche, it, but it's a cliche for the these montage, biopics. The montage of the of, star. Like, Rocket Man right. or like Elvis, you know, I, I hate to say that, but that's like kind of what happens. Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's totally like, it does, they're making it's fun not even of it. accurate. Yeah, it's, it's not even accurate. making fun of so these now I get So now I get the joke. The joke yeah. is that this whole movie is a joke, essentially. Yeah. And they're making, they're fully leaning into the joke. Obviously, Daniel Radcliffe is a total miscast, but that's kind of the point. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, Evan Rachel Wood is in there as, as playing Madonna. Madonna. There's like a makeout scene and stuff. They said they had sex together. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Really funny. And uh, so basically, the, the comparison people are making from this is, first of all, people are loving this trailer. Yeah. They're they're going crazy for, are it. for it. Yeah, they're all for it. And they're saying this is the modern day walk hard movie. Do you remember that movie, Walk I've Hard? I've never seen it, but I've it's heard with it. a what's the guy's name? John uh, C. Riley. John C. Riley, mm -hmm. basically playing like. Um, like a version of um, like Johnny Cash. Yes, Johnny Johnny yeah. Cash. Correct. Thank you. I'm losing names today for whatever reason. Okay. So he's I'm playing a, like today. a parody version of Johnny Cash yeah. and kind of making fun of the biopic genre yeah. itself. That movie came out in like the mid 2000s. It's an oldie but goodie. Yeah. And now people are saying this is the modern day version of that, the Dewey Cox Walk Hard story. And they're saying it, it looks kind of funny. I'm I, I I'm not even gonna say I'm gonna see it because it's an exclusive release on the Roku, Roku channel. channel. 
Who the hell has the Roku channel? Well, I'm sorry. People have like, Roku TVs. I have a Roku TV. Okay, so I yeah. guess if you have that, maybe you can see yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of people have Roku TVs. Yeah, but who? I don't have a Roku TV. You think I'm, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna get a Roku no. subscription to watch this movie? No. Hell no, no, I'm not gonna do that. Which is what here's here's my my only beef with this is that it's unfortunate that it's being exclusively released through the Roku channel. There's a lot of exclusive releases these oh. days through like, whether it's Netflix, yes. whether it's Hulu or whatever. So it's kind of a pain in the ass because there are good movies. This this looks kind of good. Yeah. I would totally it watch so it. entertaining. I would totally watch it if it was just in theaters. Don't make me jump through hoops to get Roku and this and all this bull crap. Like just let me watch it on a regular theater. Like let me just enjoy it. But no, all this gatekeeping and all this like, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm probably not going to watch this movie because I'm not going to go through all the burden of getting Roku and the Roku channel and a subscription and all this crap. I just can't do it. Yeah. You're making it too difficult for me to enjoy it, so therefore I'm probably not. Where, where do you land on it? So I, I love Daniel Radcliffe. I just have to say that. Uh-huh. I'm like a diehard Harry Potter fan. Like, yeah. I like <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe's one of my first crushes. I know it's kind of embarrassing to admit now. No offense, Daniel Radcliffe. But <laughs> um, I loved him when I was a kid. So, yeah. um, you know, I a lot of people pointed this out on Twitter. Um how Daniel Radcliffe's post, people bring this up every once in a while about how his career post Harry Potter has just been like wacky. Like It's been all over the but place. But it's awesome though. He literally is just like, I made a billion dollars and now I have all this money and I'm just going to do, do whatever, whatever, the, whatever I, the hell whatever, I want. And he has done that. Just some kooky, weird, like I've seen him doing like miracle workers and doing the Vogue dance. Yes. With, like, like yes. it's just so wacky. He's, he's like, all over the he's place. He's like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do and right. people can accept it. He's having a blast. And he you is having tell, a blast. He's having so much fun. And Weird Al actually has supported chose, this movie. Yes, he's actually a, a co-writer on right, it. Right, right. And he actually chose Daniel Radcliffe. Um, Daniel Radcliffe said that he uh, Weird Al chose him after, this was like years ago, like 2010. Mm. He saw him rap this, um, the Sung the Elements song, I guess, oh. um, on the Graham Norton show. And said, and, and oh, I, I remember that. that I remember that video. Yeah, yes. it's a famous one. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah. Good for Dan I'm Radcliffe. excited for it. it I am too. Funny. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to see it. We'll see. I know you'll see it. So maybe you can tell yeah. us about it when yeah. it comes out. I will. Uh, and with that, we'll move on to our final segment, which is what'd you see? What'd you think? Yeah. We'll keep this one really brief. We don't uh, have a lot of good things to no, say. No, <laughs> not really. It was a stinker of a weekend with, yes. with the movies that came out this weekend. First of all, the box office was shit. Yeah. The numbers were terrible. Uh, the Invitation was the top movie that Seven came out. Mil. Seven million. dollars. That's it. Yeah. That was the highest grossing movie this weekend. Seven million dollars total. Like I mentioned this to you earlier. That's this, insane. This is so it's the first time since 1996 that the number one film in August earned less than 10 million. That's... Since 1996. So it's been, literally been decades, essentially, since... <laughs> we've had that low of a box office haul for the in whole August. weekend. Yeah. Three big movies came out this weekend. The Invitation, Breaking, and this Idris Elba movie called uh, 300 Years, Years of, of Way of Longing yeah. or whatever. Tell us about The Invitation real quick because you saw that. I did not see that one myself. Okay, so basically, um, they kind of, um, the trailers kind of make it seem like it's almost like a ready or not thing in yes. the sense that like she's invited, um, it's like a long lost relative. She right. has a DNA test. She's invited to this house and there's like a conspiracy afoot. Yeah, it's like a horror type of thing. Yes, a, yeah. yeah, a horror like thriller thing and then she like, you know, needs to like escape, escape and stuff. Yeah. But what they didn't really show much in the trailer, they teased it like a tiny bit, is that he's, it's basically like based on like a, it's a take on Dracula. It's a vampire movie. It's a vampire movie, okay. essentially. Yeah, That's it's a vampire movie. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like it's, it's it. let's just be real. It was trash. It was not good. <laughs> it was not good. Okay, and you guys know I'm not a big fan of horror movies, but like, and I was like legit scared at some parts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was 25% on like Rotten Tomatoes and it's been going down. That is I got, mean, it was got. pretty crappy. The first yeah. act like wasn't terrible. Like when they didn't have the vampire stuff yet, mm-hmm. it was more just like, she's like, Laying what's going on? Like yeah, she's yeah, creeped yeah. out, but she's like forming this romance, like the sexy, like uh, his like billionaire who like owns this mansion. Da, right, da, da, da. right. And then it turns out that he's like a vampire and like wants to like marry her and she's the bride and like it's this whole thing and he wants and then 
But when then shit go, hit, hits the fan and it's like and there's like stakes and you know all this crazy vampire stuff right. and it's just like corny as, as hell. But I and I, I mentioned this to you and I was like I was like well it wasn't a total waste of time because Thomas Doherty who plays um, Walt or that's his character the main name, character, but main right. character yeah, um, yeah, yeah. who's like the Dracula um, yeah. he's super hot and he's a nice accent so All right, it was, so it was a, a total waste some, of time some good eye candy um, and, Nath- and um, Nathalie Emmanuel was great in it too I just think like they're better the main two leads could have like it's not their fault It's it's a, it was the film yeah. it was the script right on okay so yeah. uh, I saw Breaking the, the John Boyega movie and John Boyega actually did, he was kind enough to do an interview with us here at TMZ yeah. and he talked about the character and the story and how lately he's really trying to do roles that are completely different than him. And and he he did that with this movie. He's a very talented actor. He's a talented actor. I feel so bad for him because as good of a job as he did or was trying to do, I should say, in this movie, mm-hmm. it was bad. It was bad. And it's, it's not even really his fault, basically. So the breaking is about this guy who's like, this is based on a real story, by the mm-hmm. way, this guy who's like a veteran, a Marine back in the States, getting getting shafted by the veteran VA and basically living home, he's living homeless essentially. And he kind of like robs a bank sort of, or he like, he basically like threatens a bank that he's gonna blow up, he's gonna blow it up with a bomb if he doesn't get like some money from the VA that he feels like he's entitled to, causes a whole media scene, circus, yeah. all this type of thing. A negotiator gets on the phone, it's Michael K. Williams, it's his last role. It it sounds kind of like a promising premise. Yeah, the trailer looked good. It's lacking so much drama. It's lacking so much stakes. And it, even just little technical things, like there's no music. Like there's hardly any so score, weird. hardly any score in the movie. So basically like a lot of the movie, John Boyega is just on the phone talking and he has like, he has scenes where he's like doing outbursts, like, like I'm going to blow this place up and he's going crazy. And like, it's like, it's dramatic. And I, I can appreciate the, the acting from John there. Yeah. But it's not it's not elevated by anything. He's holding just two people up as hostages. And it's just it's lacking so much um, umph. It really is. Yeah. And like it's just really slow paced and drawn out. And it's just I was snoozing, frankly, through it, to be honest. With you. I was like, pa- like kind of oh. like dozing, nodding off. No. And and it's look, it's like it's kind of and like I know it's a very different story, but it's kind of like a wannabe John Q. I know you haven't seen John Q, but it's a famous Denzel movie from the early 2000s. It's one of my favorite Denzel performances. So dramatic, so yeah. much gravitas in that movie. This is kind of a similar premise where like some guy's holding up a bank for some kind of righteous cause or whatever, and he's getting highly emotional. And John Boyega did a good job, or he was trying to at least, but it wasn't translating on screen, yeah. and it just did not do it for me. And that's kind of that's yeah. kind of it. And it, it it did terribly at the box office. Yeah. I feel so bad. But John Boyega's got other movies coming out. Uh, the, the Woman King is coming yeah, out. That's excited. And there's for that. there's other projects of his. So I'm excited to see what he does. But yeah, it was kind of a stinker of a weekend. I'm yeah. excited for this weekend because. National, it's like National Cinema Day or yeah. something like that, and theaters are going to be offering tickets for three bucks a pop on mm-hmm. Saturday, this upcoming Saturday. So hopefully, people go see the theaters. There's really not a lot coming out this weekend, uh, so I know they need kind of they need asses in the seats this weekend. Yeah. If this thing wasn't going on, the three dollar ticket thing, it would threaten, I think, to be even lower of a box office this upcoming weekend yeah. than the one past. So anyway. We will leave things there. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in with thank us. You. We appreciate it. Uh, stream us and listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart. We're on YouTube. We're on the website. Uh, and we will check in with you guys next time. Take it easy. See ya. See ya.